And well, as you turn your Bibles to Micah chapter 3, preparing to, to continue our series, I want to ask you, what do you think about our leaders? What do you think about our leaders? Now, if, if I judge by the vibe of our general culture, I expect that your reaction in thinking about our leaders is probably going to be leaning towards the negative side. Uh, for the most part, our culture has a mistrust of leaders, doesn't it? Uh, people in our society seem dissatisfied with leaders, seem to expect poor from our leaders, seem to be quick to condemn the decisions our leaders make, to point out their faults, to, in hindsight, be able to say they should have done better. In some cases, we experience leaders acting corruptly, don't we? There's good reason to be dissatisfied with leaders who are not acting in justice, who are not acting in compassion, who are not actually concerned for the good of the people they are serving, for us. Especially those leaders who abuse their privileges and their powers, their responsibilities for the sake of personal gain. That grates us up, doesn't it? And makes us feel especially uh, mistrustful. Perhaps you are negative in that way, similar to our society. Perhaps, perhaps you are just more ambivalent that there's leaders, there's good leaders and bad leaders, and they come and they go. And part of the system is it protects us from having too much power, and so they can't do too much damage. Oh, whatever it is, how whatever your thinking, your feelings are about our leaders, the reality is that they do exert influence. Their decisions do make a difference to our lives, whether for good or for bad. And as we see in Micah this week, the legacy of bad leaders particularly can be devastating. Devastating for a people, devastating for a country. This week, we read in chapter 3, and Micah, he continues what he's already started in chapters 1 and 2 of pointing out the sins, the failings of the people of Israel. And particularly, he highlights the sins of the leaders. He points out where they have gone astray. He points out that they have been self-seeking. He points out that they have abused the people under their care. And he uses some very strong language, some evocative images, uh, pictures of leaders devouring the flesh of the people, almost like cannibalistic, serving their own needs at the price of their people. Uh, we're not going to look at all the verses in detail, uh, but helpfully Micah summarises what he's saying to these people in the second half of the chapter. Well, starting at verse 9. So uh, would you turn to Micah chapter 3, verse 9, as we read 
Uh, just a couple of these verses together. Verse 9, Micah says, Hear this, you leaders of Jacob, you rulers of Israel, who despise justice and distort all that is right, who built Zion with bloodshed, Jerusalem with wickedness. Her leaders judge for a bribe, her priests teach for a price, and her prophets tell fortunes for money. Yet they look for the Lord's support and say, Is not the Lord among us? No disaster will come upon us. Therefore, because of you, Zion will be ploughed like a field. Jerusalem will become a heap of rubble and the temple hill a mound overgrown with thickets. See what Mike is doing? He points out that these leaders have failed in a big way. Not just they've made some unwise decisions or they haven't been able to use the privilege of hindsight to be able to know what was coming. No, they have acted evilly, sinfully. They have despised and rejected, ignored the justice of the Lord, what is right in his sight in order to serve themselves. They've built and they've led their people into bloodshed. That's the mark of of this city of Jerusalem, Zion. Wicked behaviour, violence. And the way that they are perverted for their own gains, for money, it's kind of threefold, isn't it? These different types of leaders have all failed. The leaders have judged for a bribe. They've been persuaded by money not to make decisions about what's good and right, but what can serve their own interest. Her priests teach for a price and her prophets tell fortunes for money. These people who have been given the privilege and responsibility of leadership, especially those who have been given the responsibility of teaching the truth about God, of setting an example and standard of what does it mean to live in relationship with God, proclaiming this is what God says. These people have so disregarded that responsibility, that privilege, that they're willing to to cast it off, to do what they want to do what is going to bring them the most money, short-term worldly gain. And here Micah is, is prophesying against these leaders. He's pointing out their faults and he's saying, God is not going to stand by passively, ignoring this. God sees what you are doing. Don't think that you can do all this, ignore God in the way you exercise your leadership and then depend on him for your safety and security. You can't pursue such wickedness and say, is not the Lord among us? No disaster will come. 
What hypocrisy. No, Micah says disaster will come. Because of you, Zion will be plowed like a field. Jerusalem will become a heap of rubble and the temple hill, a mound overgrown with thickets. This center of the nation will be laid waste. It's a symbol of everything they're, they're working for, their authority and power being stripped away. What good is being a leader in a nation if the nation is nothing? All the fruit of their leadership is going to be shown. They have achieved destruction. That's what's coming, Micah says. It's scary to think about this, isn't it? And we, as we read, we need to hear that warning too. That we cannot just ignore what God says is good and right and think that God doesn't care. Think that it's okay. And think that even worse, that he'll still bless us with good things. What hypocrisy. We need to take a good hard look at ourselves. Where are you tempted to sideline justice for your own selfish gain? Where are you tempted to use the authority, the power that you have, especially if you are in leadership roles, whether that be in civil roles in society, whether that be in the workplace, whether it's at church, whether that's in the family. Where are you tempted to use your authority for your own selfish gain? Not for the good of those you are serving. Don't be deceived. God sees what is happening. God knows the desires of your heart. God sees what you do even when no one else is looking. Know that God takes this seriously. But Micah's prophecy doesn't end there. In chapter 3, he denounces the wickedness of the leaders and shows what their, what their leadership has brought about, the destruction that is coming. But in chapter 4, he prophesies a different scenario, a future beyond this destruction, a future that looks very different. Have a look with me. Chapter 4, verse 1, this remarkable turnaround. In the last days, Micah says, 
the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established. As, as the highest of the mountains, it will be exalted above the hills and peoples will stream to it. What's going to happen? What was a pile of rubble, a mound overgrown with thickets, desolate, is going to be the most prominent mountain on earth. It's going to be the point that people from all over the world turn to and look to and stream to. It's going to be honoured, exalted, not in disgrace, in glory. What's going to happen there? Well, let's keep reading. Many nations will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between many peoples and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Everyone will sit under their own vine and under their own fig tree. No one will make them afraid, for the Lord Almighty has spoken. All the nations may walk in the name of their gods, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. What a dramatic turnaround. How exciting is, is Micah's description here of what is going on? It is, isn't it? Micah's clear message here is that despite the evil behaviour of these leaders, despite their failings and the judgement that is coming from God, that their behaviour has not overturned his plan, that his purpose to establish a people under his authority, under his own leadership, a people that will be blessed, a people that will receive good things from him. This plan is not somehow destroyed because these leaders have done the wrong thing. Look how, how big a turnaround it is from the, the leaders who fail to the proclamation, the enduring Leadership of the Lord our God, in whose name we will walk forever and ever. The change from these leaders who despised God's justice to the nations who don't only hear and learn about this justice, but who walk in his ways who live in a way that's in accordance with, with what God wants. Such a turnaround, ashes of destruction to the glorious pinnacle of the world. The city that was dishonoured and neglected and rejected and destroyed now becomes the destination of pilgrimage for all these peoples. And these leadership roles and the ways they failed 
the leaders who didn't judge with justice, now we see he himself, God, will judge between many peoples and will settle their disputes. Where before they built the city with bloodshed, God is bringing about a situation where nations will be at peace with one another, so much so that they won't even need weapons. They'll turn them into implements for farming. Because so great is the security and peace. Where the prophets were being swayed by bribes and ultimately were not proclaiming God's word, now his word will go out. God himself will teach us his ways so that his truth will be known. The priests who failed to make known the right way for people to relate with God, to live in as his people. Now it says the law will go out from Zion, that the people of the world will know how they can be in relationship with God. Total turnaround. Micah's clear message is that human leaders fail, but that does not throw off course God's purposes, God's plan, and his ultimate bringing of justice. And not just justice, is it? It's also mercy. He's bringing about for the world good things beyond what they deserve. Those nations who may walk in the name of their gods will still be accepted when they hear the call, the truth coming from Jerusalem. And they turn to accept from God. When we face corruption from our leaders, when we see their failings, when we see their evil behaviour even, even when we're just frustrated with maybe decisions that aren't as wise as we might hope they would be, we can take assurance knowing that God and his leadership is safe, is secure, will endure, and it will not be undermined by poor leadership of humans. Even in the tragic cases where we see failings within the church, we see leaders who don't live up to the standard that God sets for his leaders. We see people proclaiming things that are at odds with the truth. We see people destroying God's family, bringing schisms, bringing hurt and pain instead of peace and welcome and security. When we see this, we we need to remind ourselves that God's authority overall is not in doubt. 
this reality that God has promised to bring about is coming. How do we know? How are we, can we be so sure? Well, because we've seen the way that it's already begun, haven't we? You see, we know how he has made Jerusalem the most prominent of all the mountains on the earth. And it's not by actually raising it in size and making it taller than Mount Everest, but it is by making it the most important place on earth by what was achieved there. The temple that was overgrown with thickets was renewed, not with a new building, but with God's presence himself in human form, the Son of God, Jesus, dwelling with humans, revealing what God is indeed truly like, showing God's justice lived out in a perfect life, showing his mercy, showing his compassion, showing his love, showing his wisdom, showing his purpose and plan. As he lived his life oriented toward the cross, as he gave up his life, sacrificing himself in the most perfect display of servant leadership. As he proclaims the law, the new covenant, the way that people can live in relationship with God, how is it done? It's by being forgiven, by accepting Jesus' death on our behalf. It's by repenting and believing this news, by embracing God, his offer of acceptance, being transformed, to be oriented towards him, to pursue a life following Jesus. We know what God has done. We know how Jerusalem is the centre of all things in his plan because his plan focuses on what was achieved there, the death of his son and his resurrection triumphing over the grave. It's to him that the nations stream that people from all over the world have turned, have come humbly to accept the reconciliation that God offers in Jesus. And it's in his name that we can walk forever and ever, the name of Jesus our Lord. Have you come to Jesus? Have you recognised that all things in history centre on his cross? That God's plans for the world are being fulfilled there? Have you learned the reality of God's justice and mercy 
Have you experienced the peace that comes between you and God? Between you and the other members of his family? In this world of bloodshed, there is real peace in Jesus. And what a vision uh, Micah presents us with today. It's exciting, isn't it, to think about what God is doing in this big picture idea, that he is bringing people from all the world to himself. The word is going out from Jerusalem, the word of Jesus, the good news. And isn't it wonderful to just imagine when we see this big picture the way that we are involved? that our church here at St. Stephen's is part of that. That the word of Jesus is going out through us. People can experience that peace together with us. And that we can see people from the very ends of the world turning to Jesus. Why don't we pray that we will see this more and more? Our Lord God, thank you that human leaders and their failings cannot overthrow your plans. And we thank you for your ultimate leadership of the world and of your people. We pray that we might stand securely in this, and that we might look forward to seeing even more how we can be part of your plan. Please use us to get your word out, the truth of Jesus to our neighbours and our community and all the ends of the earth. We pray that you would use us to speak and that it, more and more you would use us to to. See people turning to Christ, streaming to him, and experiencing the peace of being part of your family. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.